1: the answer.
3: Yes, indeed. Hour number two underway now. Nine minutes past ten o'clock on this Wednesday, the seventh morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord 2021. So you remember when Governor DeWine decided he was going to be Monty Hall and do Let's Make a Deal. Uh, I'll give you a million dollars if you'll roll up your sleeve and get myocarditis. It wasn't exactly like that, but I think you understand the point. The Vax a Millions deal in which the governor promised to give away $5 million to five individuals, $1 million each, who were vaccinated uh, with one of the two mRNA uh, mRNA vaccines or non-vaccines, experimental cocktails, or the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Uh, also, five scholarships are given away to five uh, teenagers who were high schoolers uh, who are on their way to a state school. And all of this, of course, I think was unconstitutional and illegal and a waste of taxpayer dollars, but that's what we said. Now we know. Now a study is in that says... We know that it was a waste of our taxpayer dollars. And joining us now to explain that study is a guy who, I don't know if he broke it, but he certainly is the first person that I heard it from through the Ohio Press Network, which is the new press network of our good friend, Jack Windsor, joining us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Jack. How are you?
4: Bob, good morning. I'm super fantastic. It's an honor to be here with you. And the WHK family. Thank you for choosing me.
3: Always a pleasure. And as uh, I should always note, that you are a state house correspondent for us here on WHK Radio, which is why we have you on at least once a week, sometimes more than that. But let's talk about this now. So, you know, we just kind of all said, "What a waste of time. Nobody's going to do this. Nobody's going to." Uh, you know, at the promise of a million dollars through a lottery system, go and take this jab. If they didn't already take the jab, they weren't going to take the jab. That's just the way that it was. And that's kind of what most of us suspected. Um, but now that it's over, now that $5 million has been wasted and given away and five scholarships as well um, from COVID relief dollars that were supposed to be used to help businesses and individuals who suffered during the lockdowns, now we know for a fact that it was a waste of time and money. Tell us about it.
4: The Journal of the American Medical Association, they published a study that evaluated CDC data on vaccination trends in adults 18 and older, and they were comparing rates in Ohio before and after the lottery was announced with states that didn't have lottery programs. And here's what the study concluded. Quote, Ohio's vaccination lottery-based incentive system intended to increase COVID-19 vaccination rates was not associated with an increase in COVID-19 vaccinations. That's the, uh, the bottom line. I'd love to dive into some of the details, but Please the bottom do. line is vaccination did not increase uptake. So, uh, you know, during the lottery use conferences, Bob, that highlighted the money and scholarship winners, DeLine claimed that COVID vaccinations increased substantially when the lottery was announced The smaller increases followed. Now, early media reports had suggested that, that the lottery had a positive effect on vaccination rates, but According to the study researchers, those reports did not account for other changes in these rates across the country. For example, you'll remember many states expanded the vaccine access to those between 12 and 15 years old, uh, increasing the overall vaccine uptake. So that was nil. Uh, And then on June 24th, DeWine said the lottery had helped reverse declines in vaccine rates. However, uh, the study found that the rate of declines in vaccinations slowed to a greater extent in the U.S. than in Ohio after the May 12th announcement of the Vaccine Million program. That seems to say that once people were incented, they ditched the idea of getting the vaccine faster in Ohio than they did in the U.S. And uh, Governor DeWine was asked last year uh, during a COVID briefing if reporting vaccine injuries on the Ohio vaccine dashboard, along with working to hold vaccine manufacturers liable for adverse events, would increase trust and, you know, of course, decrease vaccine hesitancy. And it's an idea that he scoffed at. Mm-hmm. So I asked the governor's office to comment on the matter. But it appears uh, he doesn't want to answer to WHO. <laughs> but his press secretary did tell Cleveland.com that, quote, we believe Vaccine Million was successful and the data show it was successful.
3: What data? What data is, 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 is uh, Brandon or not Brandon uh, is uh, Dan, Dan Tierney referring to then? He's the press secretary. What does he mean? We believe it was successful. That's like saying, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an absurd analogy here, but that, that's like saying you know, the Indians just uh, came off of a seven-game losing streak, which they're on right now, and they won a game, and they said, we feel like we had a successful road trip, and the data shows it. Really? You lost seven out of eight. Uh, what data is he speaking of?
4: You know, I wish I knew. I, they, they point a little bit to residents age 16 and over, um, vaccinations apparently increased 44% the first week and then 17% the second week um, but then again as we talked about the investigators in the study kind of proved through that uh, so I think the other point that they're going to point to is, is they're going to say look people took the vaccine sooner so you know we got them to do it on the front end here instead of maybe waiting uh, but at the end of the day Bob I still think we're below 50% uh, overall uh, within the state of Ohio
3: Yeah, and we are still below the 70% threshold nationally that Dr. Fauci and others have said we need to be at to create, quote-unquote, herd immunity, which is what apparently is leading our sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe into knocking on our doors, Jack. A
1: special focus on five ways to make gains in getting those of you who are unvaccinated vaccinated. Because here's the deal. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot, and their second shot, for that matter, if they needed a second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors, to get help to the remaining people protected
3: from the virus. Now, he didn't say figuratively there, Jack Windsor. He said literally so I'm going to take him at his word, literally, Mr. Windsor. We're here with the federal government. We see you have not been vaccinated. Would you open your door, please? What's Mr. Windsor saying on the other side of that door?
4: <laughs> I might let my eight-year-old answer the door, man. She was uh, she was <laughs> let her take the hit, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think they want to mess with her. Yeah. So it's going to be the CDC, FEMA, and and quote other federal health officials. I don't know who that will entail. My understanding is that they're going to uh, give away information or they're going to try to induce people by saying, hey, this vaccine is safe and here's where you can get it. Are they going to administer the jab door to door? I don't know. Um At this point, it doesn't seem that way. Uh, but, you know, this is part of an effort to he went on later to say and his press secretary said to meet people out where they are. And according to both of them, they're going to um, not only provide more assistance to doctors' offices and pharmacies, they're going to try to vaccinate people at summer religious and sporting events. So, you know, how they get there, it's essentially uh, finding those, I think they said, 3,000 communities that are not taking the jab at levels that meet the medical industrial complex and the Biden administration's expect- expectations. So it's essentially a census, right, in, sou- in the southeast and the midwest, So the question becomes how do they have the manpower to pull this off or is this political posturing uh to rally supporters
3: you know it would be one thing if they said we are going to pass out information at grocery stores near you or even at ballparks or whatever pass out pamphlets and if they want to go door to door and pass out pamphlets and say have a nice day that's one thing but to say we're going to go door to door to try to convince people that means they're going to sit there and harangue you shame you and lord knows what you into into taking the vaccine and uh, I, I talk about a massive federal government overreach. Uh, Dan yep. Crenshaw said, um, how about don't knock on my door? You're not my parents. You're the government. Make the vaccine available and let people be free to choose. Why is that concept so hard for the left? It, it, it would seem to be just just beyond the pale for the federal government to send agents to people's homes. And is it clear, Jack Windsor, that they know which homes to knock on the doors of. They're going to knock on everybody's door all over America, whether people have been vaccinated or not.
4: Well, my understanding is that they have information on communities that are lagging behind other communities throughout the United States. And I would venture to guess that Ohio has several of those communities. And so, you know, we're going to find ourselves in this peculiar position where we're forced to vaccinate or risk losing a job, putting ineffective masks on our kids in the fall and to justify the bean counters inside corporate medical industrial complex and, and the U.S. government are totally personal and individual medical treatment decisions. And, um, you know, I, the other part of Biden's announcement that I find alarming was when he confronted the fact that young Americans are reluctant to get the vaccine and argued that they're more at risk for getting the Delta variant and that they ought to think twice. Now, listen, doctors McCary, Koldorf, and Bacharya at Johns Hopkins, Harvard, and Stanford, respectively, all warned against mandates and forced compliance measures and joined the inventor of the mRNA technology, a guy who's been heavily censored, Dr. Robert Malone, in warning that our kids and young adults should not be forced or induced to take the vaccine because of the risk involved, saying that the benefit-risk calculation makes it unnecessary for teens and young adults. Yet here we are
3: yet yet here we are jack windsor is our guest jack windsor is uh the founder of the ohio press network your title changes from time to time we first started talking to you as a representative of a television station down in mansfield then of course the ohio star now the ohio press network which you told us about last week and has officially been launched um where are you on the website uh, jack windsor as far as the the ohio press network
4: oh thank you for asking so uh, we are 30 to 40 days out from having the website totally stood up. We do have a, a Facebook uh, page, so the Ohio Press Network, at the Ohio Press Network, and we will publish stories there. And so the site is stood up and the podcasts are a go, and the app is launched. All of those things will be a go. Um, and, you know, we've got some two really interesting stories coming down the pike. If I have 30 seconds, I'd love you to You do. You do. Yeah, that
3: there. was my next question. What else is coming? Go ahead.
4: Uh, So J.D. Vance obviously announced for the U.S. Senate race, and uh, we're going to analyze his announcement from his America First claim uh, to casting off big tech oligarchs. Now, spoiler alert, he's actually funded by big tech. Uh, And then the second uh, story that we're going to talk about is the Ohio Department of Health, And uh, few people know that they're forcing local health departments to outsource their contact tracing to a third-party group. We'll talk about that $30 million-plus expense, who runs the third-party group that will be working in our local communities to tell us to isolate and quarantine.
3: Wow, that sounds very interesting. Both those, in fact, I'll be talking to J.D. Vance on this program tomorrow to talk a little bit about uh, what you just said. Uh, I'm sure I won't steal any of the thunder you're going to be doing as far as who and what J.D. Vance is working with in his campaign. So I look forward to reading that at the Ohio Press Network. As you just heard Jack say, if you're not on Facebook, you're not going to be able to get the information for now. Uh, because it'll be in about another month or so before you have actually the Ohio Press Network website. But if you are a Facebook user, follow the Ohio Press Network like I did, and you'll get all of the news uh, come right to your feed. Jack Windsor, always a pleasure. Great work uh, on the Vax of Millions. Thank you so much, my friend.
4: Bob, God bless you. Thank you. Talk to you soon.
3: Always, always a pleasure. All right, that's Jack Windsor. It's 1021. We'll take a time out here. We're guest free the rest of the way, so this is the time to be heard 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110. zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. I'll ask you directly: What will you do if you get federal government open up on your door, as Jack—I uh, mean, as uh, Joe Biden has promised us? What will you do? Will you talk to them? Will you ignore them? Will You pretend they're sales uh, vacuum salespeople and just make them go away? What will you do? Kind of curious. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five right back. Come and in my ear. In my okay, ten twenty six now. Appreciate uh, Jack Windsor. Good stuff from uh, Jack. I want to make a comment real quick on something that I have not commented on since the story kind of hit the news cycle a couple of days ago. Um, just to underscore the importance of, of, of law and, and rules, um, it's going to be an unpopular opinion. U.S. Olympic would be Olympian, anyway, sprinter Shikari Richardson. You probably heard the story. She won the women's 100-meter dash, probably because there were no men running in the race next to her. That's another story. She won the 100-meter race. Uh, She's 21 years old at the trials last month, and she was ready to go to the Olympics to represent the United States, all well and good. Then she took the mandatory drug test. That is uh, given by the IOC. This is not given by the USOC, the U.S. Olympic Committee. This is the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. And she tested positive for cannabis, marijuana, weed. She was given by the IOC a 30-day suspension because of the positive drug test, which means she's going to miss the 100-meter race when the Olympics start in Tokyo. Um, apparently she is also a member of the U.S. sprint relay team, and she could still participate in that because it would have been after the 30 day suspension ended. However, because she cannot run in all of the races that they needed her to run in, she has been denied a spot on the Olympic team. So she's been not offered a spot on the team. So she's out of the Olympics. Now, I bring the story up because it sounds like, man, this is terrible, right? It's terrible for somebody to lose their Olympic dreams for smoking a little weed. Because it does seem like the punishment doesn't necessarily fit the crime. The crime, if you will, or the punishment, rather, of the crime was was condemned vociferously by people on the right and the left, but for different reasons. For example, Representative Alexandria Damasio-Cortez of New York said, quote, the criminalization and banning of cannabis is an instrument of racist and colonial policy. It's a racist thing. They're doing this just to harm people of color. That's the reason the IOC tests uh, uh, for marijuana, because they know that, what, more, more people of color use weed? Is that what they're trying to say? Is that what she's trying to say? So the left is criticizing the decision for her not to be able to run in the Olympics based on racism. The right is saying how stupid this was, uh, considering the fact that the Olympics does allow guys to run against girls in the Olympic events. Donald Trump Jr. tweeted, WTF, you know what that stands for. You're telling me weed is somehow performance enhancing, but being born and living most of your life as a dude and then competing against women isn't? Total bull blank. So a lot of people are saying she should be able to run. Let, run, let her run, let her run, let her run, for various reasons. Can I just point out the obvious here, though? As much as I sympathize with her, and as much as I may feel like the uh, punishment is a little bit too extreme, considering the crime of, of you know testing positive for a low level of marijuana, I have to ask, was it in the rules? Was it known by the competitors that you were not allowed to smoke weed? And the answer is yes. Did this competitor, knowing that she would be tested by the IOC for weed, did she choose to smoke weed anyway? Yes, she did. Did she know ahead of time that a positive drug test would lead to a 30-day suspension from an international competition? Yes, she did. And she chose to smoke weed anyway. So, you know, as much as I sympathize with the fact that her dreams are going to be delayed, because chances are she's 21, chances are she'll be back in 2025 running in the next Summer Olympics, or at least she'll be eligible to, But the the notion that this is racist in some way, Michael Phelps, the greatest swimmer in the history of the world. I mean, Michael Phelps, the only rival Michael Phelps actually has in swimming is an actual dolphin. An actual dolphin, a sea creature. Other than that, he's the best swimmer in the history of the world. He didn't even test positive, but there was a picture somebody took of him smoking weed out of a bong, or at least what was presumed to be weed out of a bong, and he got a three month suspension, not 30 days, 90 day suspension from the U.S. or the uh, International Olympic Committee. Michael Phelps is white. This isn't about race. This isn't about oppression. This isn't about colonialism. This is about rules. And while I don't think that marijuana should necessarily be considered a performance-enhancing drug and should keep somebody out of uh, competing in the Olympics, it was on the list of banned substances. If you choose to use it, well, the punishment that you you have to endure is is self-inflicted. It's your own. If they would have said iced tea is banned, is iced tea bad for you? No. But if they put it on a list of banned substances and you drank iced tea before your test, that's on you. So, Shikari, Richardson, sorry you're not going to be able to go win gold for the American team, but don't blame race. Don't blame anything. Blame your own decisions. And I think if we do that more as a nation, we'll be better off. I'll be back after the news.
1: Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer
3: 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you in this broadcast. Let's take some phone calls at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five or triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Dan in Middleburg Heights. Dan, you're on the air, go right ahead, sir.
2: Good morning. I got Good morning. two quick two quick points I wanted to make. One on the vaccinations. Yes sir. And I've been thinking about this for a month or two, but the way they the way the federal, state and federal government, you know, with the million dollar awards and everything. They have under 50% people vaccinated. For, for the federal and state governments to implement restrictions on us, I figure they need about 80 or 90% of people vaccinated to put the hammer down on everybody in the aggregate. And that's what this is all about, because there's nobody in any government giving away cars and million-dollar prizes unless they've got a, an ultimate motive.
3: What do you think that motive is?
2: Complete control of us. To, it's sort of like, see, in China, if you don't get a vaccination, they just take you out and shoot you or put you in the camp, but you can't do that in the United States yet. So they have to do this stealthily. It's like it's stealth to me, okay? And yeah, I, the, I've it, been
3: trying to figure out what the... Uh what the end game is too right is i know not you've been about saying that it's not about vaccinations it's not about right. this virus that has a 99 percent plus recovery rate there is a reason they want uh, that they're that, doing this with bribery with coercion with force there's a reason and i'm trying to figure out what it is what is this stuff control, do? bob what well, just what well, just, just just to be able to say that you did it just to say we we told you to and you did
2: not that, but now they can put restrictions that you can't go here, you can't go there, you can't buy this food, you can't do this, you can't do that, unless you show vaccine. It's like showing your papers again. So you're saying, back so you're, to the Nazis. So it's you're a Nazi saying, tactic.
3: yeah, I know, and I, I've heard and I've used that analogy too. But yes, so what you're well, saying you're correct. is, what you're saying is that there's too many right now. There's too many people who haven't been vaccinated for them to pull that. So, so they, they don't
2: have, to, have control.
3: Right. So you're saying once they get 80% or more, then there'll only be 20% of us left to resist, and then they'll be able to do what they want.
2: They can play with it then, see? Mm-hmm. but now they can't, and that's why they're coming up with all these different ways to get you to get vaccinated. And they know they're not stupid. They know you don't need to be vaccinated if you don't want to be. They know that. Yeah, I can't can, argue. Can I tie I can can with argue one other you. point? Yeah, go ahead. On Tucker Carlson last night. And this was Ohio. They brought up the state of Ohio with government figures, not Tucker's opinion. And the median age for these deaths with people that tested tested positive with the virus, but they died, the median age in Ohio is 83. That means, I forget what the figure is, is it 16,000 supposedly died in Ohio? Somewhere around uh,
3: there? No, I don't have the exact number either, but I did see what you're talking about. And it wasn't just Ohio. He, he highlighted right. a few other states, too, where the, the well, median age of death of COVID patients was much higher than the actual natural uh, age of death. The natural was 73
2: years from all, right. from all cases of death.
3: Right, exactly.
2: Including natural. It's 73 in Ohio, Bob. But the median age for the people that died in Ohio uh, with the positive... With Virus was 83. The, the national average on life insurance is 78. Your 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 lifespan. So that means if you had 16,000 people that died in Ohio, that means only 8,000 were 8,000 were under 83. If people out there don't know what median means, that means right. half were over 83, but the other half, the the 8,000, was under 83. Well, and by the way and
3: by and by the way to make that point even more clear or to to buttress it um, these are reported deaths of people with COVID, not yes. necessarily caused by COVID. Remember, that's there were the people point. they they had they were recording people uh, as being dead uh, from COVID if they died of a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. And, oh, by the way, they also had COVID, so they said, "Well, that's a that's a COVID death." People got into car accidents and died, uh, but they had COVID while they died, Bob, so that's a COVID death.
2: Bob, you couldn't write down on a piece of paper right now ten, fifteen people that you know that are living that are eighty three. I think there's 12 million people in ohio i right today on july whatever it is today i don't know anybody who was sick with it there's 12 million people in ohio I'm well, not i, I know i i know
3: i know plenty i know plenty of people are sick with it including me and my entire family we all well, had had it but i know but,
2: there are people but i'm telling well. you in my world i'm just telling you you can go – it's not like everybody's dropping in the streets, like they're right. trying to tell you. No, That's it's what
3: a, a 99%-plus survival rate uh, or recovery rate, if you will, from that. So you're right, and I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, Dan. It's very good information that you bring, especially what, pointing out what Tucker had last night about the uh, life expectancy versus the actual death of, of COVID uh, uh, patients. Uh, but the vaccine part is what I'm really interested in. Again, you know, I mean, this is, this is bizarre. To turn on your TV and see the president, you know, we're we're, we're largely back to normal. Largely. We'll see what happens with schools this fall. But most stores say masks are optional now, masks are optional, and, uh, uh, you know, no more restricted uh, gatherings and so on and so forth. We're largely back to normal. And the number of people who took the vaccine is pretty much the number of people who are going to take the vaccine. That's just it. That's If you wanted it, you probably already have it. You're not going to get it again. If You're not going to get it now if you haven't gotten it already because you've decided, you know what, this is just about over and I'm good. Um, to turn on your TV and to see the president or the governor or others on television begging you, coercing you, threatening you or bribing you to get this vaccine when it's all basically been said and done oh it's the, 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 the variant there's a delta variant out there and that one could be worse than the other one the fear mongering continues to try to get people to take this shot and I'm not going to tell you not to like I've said before it's, a, it's the my body my choice in, you know in real terms but it's bizarre to me how hard they're pushing coercing bribing They want a certain number of people to get this for reasons that I just can't quite tell. Maybe Dan's right. It's just so they can say, well, when we're down to under 20% who haven't been vaccinated, then they can, you know, create leper colonies and ship them off and say, you can't go here, you can't go there, you can only live here, you can only live there, and truly force their will on the people, maybe. But maybe it's something else. But it's bizarre watching them beg. It's bizarre. It really is. Uh, let's go to Charlie, who's calling us from Westlake on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Charlie. Go ahead.
0: Hey, Bob. Good to hey, talk to you again. I saw you at the uh, rally in the line. It was, was nice to see you. I see you everywhere, so it's really good <laughs> to see
3: you again. Well, we hang in the same crowds. That's <laughs> you're, a good thing.
0: <laughs> you're, yeah, you're doing, a, you're doing a great job. I'm part of the Ohio Valley voters. But I was... Uh, I was uh, uh watching the news and I'm watching uh we're leaving Afghanistan very fast. I guess we did it in the middle of the night at, at a base yesterday and it, the Afghanistan people are coming in and saying, well they left in the middle of the night. They didn't even inform us they were leaving. And I'm going back and I'm a little older. I'm walking when we left Vietnam. We created such a havoc by just walking out. Millions of people were displaced, maybe a mil- you know, a million were killed the boat people almost all of these people that are in America came from that leaving of South Vietnam now we're walking out of 20 years i'm not saying we shouldn't leave but we should leave in much better order because we're going to have and this is something i was thinking too some of our candidates uh like Josh Mandel and uh, uh Max Miller they're both Viet, uh, they're both uh veterans marine veterans of the middle east and This is going to be an issue next year. This is going; these atrocities will start coming out as this Taliban takes over Afghanistan and starts. Paying retribution to all, you know, 20 years of them not being in power. There are going to be, we have to take care of these people. We, we
3: well, this we, is, this we, is one of those issues, my friend, uh, that, you know, transcends politics because it's a rare issue in which the Democrats and, uh, the leader of the Republican Party agree. Because if you recall, President Trump said before he oh, left yeah. office, you know, he you wanted to bring everybody home out of Afghanistan. He said 21 years is enough, uh, or 20 years is enough, rather, uh, and he but wanted how? everybody out. But how? And you're right, they did. They left the Barber airfield.
0: History. No country will ever allow us to come back. Cause when we leave, we leave devastation behind. And, and that's a terrible history for the United States to have. We have to take care of these people. I'm sorry, I don't really want to. But we have to. Uh, or we'll lose any credibility in the world. Why would well, America well, come the to go- help the you, goal- you leave and everyone dies when you leave?
3: Yeah the 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 goal of course each time we go into a country you know with an invasion because of whatever reason and and I feel like certainly Afghanistan was a justifiable reason and I may be in the minority opinion here but I also feel that the Iraq invasion was also justifiable but the goal has to be to leave the people in charge of themselves, where they can defend themselves, where they do have, you know, their own military and their own police force, and they, you know, so that uh, they're not vulnerable in in the ways they're trying. Because that just creates a more unstable situation. It leads to perhaps further, even worse actors taking over, like ISIS did when we left uh, when Obama came what? in and pulled everybody out of Iraq immediately, against the advice of all of the generals who had been uh, command in command there. Uh, so, you know, the, the goal is to keep, you know, uh, uh, leave the people there able to defend themselves and able to kind of create their own government right. and, and order. But but at the end
0: of well, the I day, hope I'm hope i wrong. I don't have a crystal ball, but what what they're just walking out just looks like it's going to the Taliban's going to walk in. And then they're going to pay retribution to anyone who was a translator. But, but the thing taught.
3: is, Charlie, this is this is the thing help. that's hard. This is the thing that's hard for us, though. What if it was fifty years instead of twenty? What if fifty years from now? What if things never got better? there on the ground for well, their own people. Are we supposed to keep our troops in there in perpetuity? We're still that's in Germany. The thing.
0: We're still in Italy. We're still in Spain. We're still we got bases all over the world.
3: Yeah, like, which like we have to have said. strategically. Which strategically we have to have. We have to be in all right. parts of the well, world to be able to respond. We should leave
0: one based in Afghanistan. Then we should leave one. I mean, just walking out. I think. Well, talk to me. Well,
3: here's the thing, though, Charlie. Here's the guy. thing. Here's <laughs> the know thing. And no, no. Listen, I get it, and, and I understand the frustration. I understand your concern. I appreciate the call too. Thank you. Um, but but here's the thing. Do you want to be one of the very few guys left, a few Americans left in Afghanistan and what is still a very, very dangerous place to be on one base? Do you want to be one of the few left surrounded by people who hate you, surrounded by Taliban uh, and insurgents that, that, that simply despise your presence there and they don't care about what happened on 9-11? It's tough. It's very tough to ask people to serve in those circumstances. Um, and I don't know. You keep them in there for another 10 years, another 5, another 20, another 30. Like I said, do you put them in 50? At some point, and this is, again, President Trump said they got to come home. And now, obviously, uh, you know, the the Biden administration is following through on that and bringing them home. Uh, at some point or another, he, wars do have to end. I, I, I don't know what the answer is, though, but I appreciate your call. Let me get one more in here uh, before the break from uh, Brunswick and Chuck on AM 1420. The answer. Hi, Chuck. Go ahead.
5: Hi, Bob. How are you doing today?
3: Good. What's on your mind? Bob? Chuck, you there? Yep, I got you. Go ahead, Down Chuck. Here.
5: Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, two, two quick points I wanted to make. Uh, one was, uh, you know, as, as Catholics and Christians, you know, we're, we're taught to love one another, but hate sin and not, not condone it or encourage it. Mm-hmm. And with the LGBT uh, agenda, you know, they have the gay flag, which is a rainbow. I just think it's so ironic that they use that symbol, which God used after the flood when he destroyed the earth for sinful behavior. Sending the rainbow and promising he would never do that again, you know. And they use that symbol <laughs> to try to encourage us to condone, you know, sinful behavior. And uh, the other point I wanted to make was about a movie I happened to uh, see a poster for at South Park Mall, and it was called The Unholy, and it had a picture of our Blessed Virgin Mary on it with a rosary in her hand. And I thought, well, a movie about Mary, and I looked at it and it said, Unholy. And I read the description of the movie, and here it. It portrays Mary as being a demonic spirit that appeared to a girl, and and things were you know happening real strange and stuff. And it just seemed so offensive to Catholics that they would even put out a movie, something like that. And, and it was in the month of May, Mary's month, too. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll respond those those to both
3: those things. Uh, let me respond to both those things before we get into our break here. And thanks for the call, Chuck. Uh, on the last one, uh, are you surprised that Hollywood uh, it doesn't care about offending Christians and offending Catholics uh, or offending anybody that's of faith? Hollywood is essentially a, you know, it's 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 a hellish type of existence in and of itself. Um, it is a, it is a it is a tribute to sin. It is a tribute to all the things, quite frankly, that are wrong in Hollywood. So the fact that they would do something to. Malign, uh the Virgin Mary in such a way uh, is not a surprise to me at all. Just don't pay attention to it, and obviously don't watch it. As for the first part, I've always wondered how they chose that too, and how they got to co-opt a rainbow, a natural cycle, a natural occurrence, I should say. And as you say, the first rainbow was from God uh, after the Great Flood, indicate uh, you know a, 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 a compact to never to never do such a thing again. Uh, I'd like to know who decided that the LGBTQ community got to co-opt rainbows, and if anybody shows a rainbow now for other reasons, like oh, I see you're down with the cause. No, I just was displaying a rainbow. Oh well, uh, th- that means this. It's bizarre, but it's something that it's part of pop culture now. It is part of the social justice movement now. So it is what it is. Good luck taking it back. 10:51. Right back after this. Okay, 1055, let's get a couple of uh, quick ones in before we wrap it up on this Wednesday edition. Let's talk to Roz in Cleveland. Hi, Roz, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello. Hello, Roz. Um,
6: I would like to say that I would say, here, you take my shot, and then I'll take yours. But I don't think anybody (laughs) would like that. Agreed. Um, The other thing is, um, if an employer were to ask me to take the shot, I would present them With a statement of acceptance of liability. Sure, I'll take the shot. If anything happens, you're paying for it. Including death at one million dollars.
3: I was wait, 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 why stop there? Why one million dollars? My life is worth a lot more than that. If I if I have to take a shot in order to keep my employment and that shot kills me, I want my family and my family's family extended to the next five generations taken care of because of that.
6: Well that's true. But I I was going a million because I'm older. Okay. I don't have that much more time till I retire. (laughs) I understand. Okay. Um actually I should be retired. But um And the other thing is, I'm going to go to the Bible at this point, Bob. If you cannot buy or sell without it, does it not become the mark of the beast?
3: There's many people who believe it does. Many people believe that the mark As of the I beast is 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 uh is exactly that. Now, whether it's implanted or, you know, permanently fixed to your body like a tattoo or a brand or something like that, that's what some people say it will be. Uh but I'm with you if it maybe if instead instead of that it's a it's a QR code on your phone that you have to show the proof that proves you have been cleared for buying and selling and appearing in public places, then I think it's uh, you know, and if I think it's you can like
6: would it not be on your hand?
3: Or you would just have to, again, like somebody else brought up, show your papers. Keep them in your wallet. Keep your little card wherever you have to to show your papers to prove that and you are you allowed to be And you use your to
6: hand to do that. Therefore, your hand is marked. Now, do go. I think that this is the mark? No. But do I believe this is a test going toward the mark? Absolutely. I think,
3: I think a very strong argument could be made for that. I appreciate it, Roz. Thank you, dear. I appreciate your call. Let me squeeze TJ in before we're done. TJ, I've got 55 seconds. They're all yours.
5: I'll be quick, Bob. You know, I get so tired of hearing these people talk about stolen Indian land. You know, Cory Booker and Maxine Waters. (laughs) You know, a few years ago, I had a debate with a libtard. They said the same thing. It was terrible what we did to the Indians. And first, I said, look, don't use we because I didn't do anything to the Indians. I said, but what supposedly was so bad? Well, we stole their land. I said, I'll give you that, we stole their land. I says, where do you live? He said, Strongsville. I says, you rent or own your own home? He said, I own my own home. I says, well, why don't you get off your soapbox and give the land back to the Indians instead of, you know, making a big snake? And one thing libtards have in common, most of them live on stolen Indian land and they're not ready to give it back.
3: TJ, my friend, I appreciate it. Great way to wrap up the, call, or the show today with that call because uh, you're right. There was great stuff, by the way, by uh, some people on the 4th of July uh, after Indians posted or some Native Americans posted complaints about the rock being stolen that became uh, the um, I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I'm sorry. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.